Jones, electric. On this morning, as was the case every Sunday morning, the devoted, spirit-filled congregants of Hope Springs Church were actively participating in their pastor's call-and-response sermon. "'God is getting his house in order, church!' Pastor Smallwood chortled, gripping his handheld microphone with both hands and seemingly holding on for dear life. "'This ain't the time for playing games. We're gonna have to be ready to board that train for glory. All aboard now. Come on!' "'We're ready, pastor!' a member in the front row exclaimed. "'We're right behind you!' The man in the fourth row watched the exchange with a slightly bemused look on his face. This particular member had been shouting just as loud, if not louder even, than Pastor Smallwood all morning. Pastor T.R. Smallwood was now in the last stages of his forty-minute, hair-raising, suit-sweating, glory-packed sermon. Every Sunday it was exactly forty minutes— the ending always punctuated by either taking Jesus from the cross to resurrection, or by cajoling his members to board the train bound for glory. "'This train's leaving the station,' he now whooped, bending his arm and pulling it down like a real train conductor. "'Get ready now. Make sure you got your ticket. Make sure you got your bags packed, because there ain't no looking back now. Next stop, Glory! Brother Sanderson, the minister of music, leaned forward on his seat at the Hammond B3 organ and played a B-flat chord. The well-timed musical assistance added fuel to Smallwood's fire, and the revved-up preacher retrieved a handkerchief from inside his suit pocket and mopped the sweat running down his face. Oh, I see those precious pearly gates now, he crooned his voice perfectly in tune with the octave of the organ's previous note. "'We're about to enter the glory!' At sixty-one years of age, the seasoned country pastor still thought himself in decent shape, and as the music intensified in volume, he began energetically swaying back and forth. Then, with a reverential glance outward at his small but devoted congregation, he immediately drew strength from the signs of how the church's faith was growing." In the front row, Brother Jefferson Embry stood with his hands lifted above his head and tears coursing down his face. A complete transformation from the foul-mouthed, drunken wreck of a man who'd first stumbled through Hope Springs' doors three years earlier. Smallwood had personally nurtured Embry's growth as a new believer, teaching, exhorting, and praying with him until the man received his complete deliverance and the fruit of that labor was evident to all. Nobody in the church now worshipped with more passion and abandonment than Jefferson Embry. He who has been forgiven much, loves much, Smallwood thought, smiling at Brother Embry. Two rows behind Brother Embry, and filling the entire length of the pew, sat the eight members of the McCollum family. T.R. Smallwood had baptized all eight of them, a family that now spanned three generations with the recent birth of Deirdre McCullum's baby girl. By Smallwood's count, the McCullums had not missed a Sunday service in the past twenty years. I'm blessed to have such faithful members. Church, are you ready to enter the glory? Smallwood asked once more, relying on one of his greatest vocal assets as a preacher, 
repetition. His other asset was knowing how to expertly tune his voice that he might capitalize on the ultimate destination of all his sermons, boarding that precious train to glory. "'Yes!' he exclaimed. "'I see those angels awaiting, and the glory is filling the whole room. Those trumpets are sounding, so we must bow before the king of—' "'Suddenly!' Pastor Smallwood bent over in mid-sway, with both hands still clutching the microphone. Trembling ever so slowly, like a wobbling infant on unsteady legs, he sank first to his knees, and then until he lay in a prostrate position. Brother Sanderson continued to play an angelic-sounding melody as the fifty-member congregation followed their pastor's lead, apparently in worship. But T.R. Smallwood was not presently worshipping. His dramatic